I was the one who was doing the recording. Fuck you. Doesn't mean I wasn't trying to mute your ass. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So before we start the show, Graham, I need help. I'm going to make a drink. I'm going to make a martini. And you can make martini two ways, two distinct ways. Gin or vodka? The age-old question. That is a good question. Uh, see, for me, gin is just British vodka, and vodka is just Russian gin. So... You're wrong. For me, it makes no difference. They taste the same. <laughs> they taste the same. They get me drunk the same. They give me the same type of hangover. So... God damn it. My recommendation is to just... Go with the flow, my man. Go with the flow. God. Why, why, why you gotta be like this, man? Like, I don't give you shit. Well, yeah, I do. I do give you a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. Let's not go there, <laughs> my dude. Let's not go there. You, you want to talk about somebody who gives, who doesn't give, give anybody any shits? Let's not. Okay, talk I give about you a lot you of then. shit. Fair, fair, fair. But when it comes to your weed, I only question the naming convention. But there are, I mean. Would you say a sativa and indica are the same? No, no, take your time. No, absolutely not. Exactly, so gin and vodka are distinctly different. Vodka is made from potatoes. Gin is made from juniper berries. Totally separate ends of the spectrum, my friend. You're not understanding now, this. You're not understanding this. A sativa I asked and indica, a simple goddamn question. Sativa asked, and indica are practically two different drugs. I am too sober for this, so let's debate this after I make a drink. Right. Gin or vodka? Fuck. Uh, vodka. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's start the damn show and play the goddamn <laughs> piano music. Fine. Cue the music for fuck's sake. in the Final Fantasy series for a multitude of reasons. I kind of enjoyed it for a little a lot of things, but at the same time, it's it's just I enjoy I mean, Final Fantasy, like saying a, a, game, a Final Fantasy game is bad is still saying it's a Final Fantasy game, so it's still pretty upper echelon in terms of gaming. That's true. That's in, true. In my mind, like just because it's a bad Final Fantasy game, it's still Final Fantasy, which means you know you're going to get a, a, a thought out story. Characters, yeah, they might be cookie cutter, but at least they, you know, they have their interactions. They do a really good job with the whole Japanese storytelling of, you know, making sure that every character interacts with every other character and, and getting getting those dynamics mixed. And then also escalating the shit out of the story where it's like, you know, typical JRPG style. First mission, save a cat. What are you doing by the end of the game? Killing God. Killing God. So. Yeah. It's, it is is what it is at that point. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you just finished watching Only Murders in the Building, didn't you? What's it to you? I, I was hoping we could talk about it, because I loved that you show. You're talking about LaCroix. God damn, such a... Oh, yeah. All right, yes. 
Yes, let's talk about only murders in the building before I murder you for drinking LaCroix. What is what is your problem with LaCroix? I don't have a problem with LaCroix. I have a problem with you drinking LaCroix on camera. <sighs> for a show about booze and weed and shit. And you're over here like, I'm going to drink a seltzer water like a fancy bitch. I got to drink something, you asshole. All right, then drink something. Do you want me to pour it, this out into a glass so you're not seeing the can? Now nah, you get it. You don't care, do you? No. Okay. I do not. How about you vamp for a second while I shake this drink and it's not super loud? <clears throat> Alright, well... You've been uh, watching Older Mur- Ah, that sounded disgusting. You've been watching some Only Murders in the Building, and uh, uh, I love that show. But you've been giving me some complaints uh, as the I show guess... goes on, and I'd love to right. hear now, uh, for the first time, what you think of the first season, all in context. First of all, this is going to be much better looking Martini, and I am very excited for it. Yeah. Anything that doesn't have my name on it. I get it. I get it. Looks exactly the same to me. God damn. Yeah, so does all your weed. It's green. You smoke it. Speaking of. Yes, yeah, so why don't you smoke up a little bit more while I uh, give you some thoughts on uh, Only Murders in the Building. I think the, the thing... So I, my criticism for the show, I think, falls into a very usual spots uh, that happens nowadays is, and there's got to be a term for it, but my drunken vodka-filled brain right now, I can't think of it. But it's when they're, when, you know, it's overhyped. It's, it is a good show. Well thought out. Nice twists and turns. I mean, Steve Martin and Martin Short, fantastic. I mean, you know, those two, those are such a great duo. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong there. And Selena Gomez, she doesn't do much for me, but, you know, whatever. She still adds a, a, a unique dynamic to the, the to the trio. She she brings her own, so I'll, I'll grant her that. But, like, everybody was like, this show is fantastic. you got to check it out. And I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, it's good, but yeah, I just don't think it was worth quite the hype. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just it got overhyped. It's one of those things where you hear all the great things about it, and then it just... Oh, so this is what everybody's talking about? That's and... what I feared I was going to feel about the show, but then I ended up watching it and just absolutely adoring it, so. Now, you you, you enjoy the antics of uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short, I think, a, on a, a little higher level than I do. Oh, yeah. And that's not to say I don't like them, but I think they're much, like, you've probably watched a lot more of the, that duo than I have. I've only seen one or two specials. Yeah. So I think that might have been another factor, and, uh, but... The show for itself, um, I do like. I did like a lot of the red herrings that the show put out, especially with Nathan Lane and his whole character arc. I feel like that was the original story, but when they realized how good of the show they had going, they they called it like an audible at the end or something. Yeah. Is that twist? Uh, for the record, spoilers: five, four, three, two, one. You get like seven episodes in out of ten thinking that it's Nathan Lane. And then they're like, oh, surprise, it's not Nathan Lane. And then you never hear from Nathan Lane again. Like, he's just gone off the show. Like, no, it's not him. And, and he just disappears yeah. into the fucking ether. 
Well, he so it's like wait a minute. He just won an Emmy. He did. I'm not sure if he won it for season one or season two. But is he in season two? He is in season two. Uh, smaller role, smaller role. Well, I'd say actually comparable. He's only in like three episodes actually in the first season. If you think about it, like he, I mean, he just he's so cumulative. He doesn't. He's have a lot of such a time. he's a huge role. He's just in only like three episodes. Um, and it's kind of the same, or it's less so, he's on a huge role in season two, but he's, like, in about the same amount of screen time. Okay, okay, okay. Um. I can dig it. Yeah, so. Um. Well, we've already, we've already gotten into spoilers, so why don't we just kind of, uh, talk about, kind of break down what happens and, uh, what your problems are, are, uh. Well. Maybe I think the problem mostly has already been stated. Like it's, it just was overhyped. Like I heard from you saying it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to my own daily podcast called The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman, and he was blowing it up. You know, like oh, you got to watch. You know, he was talking to his co-host Eddie Pence. And was like, you got to watch it. It's so good. You yeah, know, you could like literally hear him getting hard under the microphone. Um, so it was like you know, and, and then I've just heard from random people like work and stuff they're like oh yeah it's a really good show you should check it out yeah yeah so i was like yeah, i'll check it out and it just was like oh okay it's fun so i guess like i can't pinpoint if, if there's anything like necessarily wrong with the show yeah i'm not gonna sit here and nitpick it it just i'm not jumping up and down like oh my god this is an amazing show because it just didn't hit that hype for me mm-hmm. because it was already overhyped to me so I... I would say everybody was kind of praising selena gomez and i'm like she felt very flat Hmm. And that might have been the character, Mabel, like where like the you know, she's very straight, sardonic, and just kind of like, I'm here as the young demographic. She oh, Okay. Like Stephen Martin so Martin Short she... had brought a certain personality to the show. Like you could like feel them kind of eking into it. And mind you, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Selena Gomez, but like So my impression she... of her her acting for me was very similar to what a lot of people were complaining about Brie Larson in Captain Marvel. I liked uh, uh, Brie Larson in Captain Marvel. I thought that she played the character very subtly. Like, most people just looked at her and said, oh, she's so so blank. But there was a lot of, like, very subtle acting choices that she would make, you know, with her face. She was not a, not very physical. She doesn't, you know, express herself very physically. She's very subtle with her face. And which is still physical if you think about it. If you think about it, but she but it's like a lot of like when you when a lot of people think of physical acting, they think of like body movement, but she's a lot more like of a face actor, facial actor. Oh, so and, you're you're acting. Okay. Sure. Okay, okay. And uh no i've seen your acting graham do i need to remind you in the background of (laughs) where you're like literally getting taken down by like what the fuck was that thing again it was i have honestly no idea it was like this old (laughs) old fashioned like microwave thing with a lid on it um yeah you got you went down hard with that thing oh i was having fun because i knew i was was the producer and that i was the only one who, who was being held accountable so i was like if i get hurt it's on me. <laughs> it's not. I'm a little me. bummed I didn't get a cameo in the uh, second episode. I kind of wish I had put myself in there. Yeah, you should have. That was a that was a glorious little cameo of you just getting taken down. But you did it with such ferocity. Yeah. 
over and over and over and over. Like, I commit. Must have done that scene what like the fuck seven are you times. talking about? I commit. You did? You, I commend you. That's I got hit 13 times by a car for my most recent film, and I, I commit. I Were threw... the cameras rolling, or was yeah. somebody just trying to hit you? The camera was rolling for the uh, for oh, every okay. single one of them. Uh, I have a compilation oh. video of it. I've sent it to you. I'm sure you do. I've sent but it to anyway. you. Anyway. You've seen the video of me getting hit by a car, or getting reamed by a car on several occasions. Oh, man, I thought I dreamed that. I was kind of happy about that. <laughs> that, is, that is a true... That is a true story. It was fun. I had a great time. I was very sore yeah, afterwards. We all, we all wish we could hit you with our cars. But Yeah, I bet you were the driver being... that day. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to back to what we were talking about. So I Brie think, Larson was a very that, subtle actor in Captain And Marvel. I think all that right. uh, 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 so I was very skeptical. When my brother and his girlfriend told me that, oh my god, it's so good, it's amazing, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Selena Gomez, meh. And... Because I always, I just had that like mentality from growing up. I, I didn't. She was tied to Justin Bieber in my mind, and fuck Justin Bieber, so fuck Selena Gomez. But I started Justin. watching the show, and after like an episode, I was like, she's really flat. Watched another episode, I was like, she's still kind of flat, but I feel like she's growing. And then by the end of the season, I felt like I had. I felt like I understood who she was because she was so subtle with her facial expressions. I was able to read a, a myriad of emotions over the course of a single scene. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm stoic. I'm here right now. I'm delivering my lines. It was like, I'm here. I'm tense, but I'm just really, really good at holding in that emotion, you know. And I liked that. I thought that was a really good decision she was just really contained with her okay. like emotions she wasn't over the top like steve martin and martin short they are over the top they are from an era that's who they are <laughs> that's who they are they are they like it's steve over the that's top martin and martin over the sh- <laughs> over the top short <laughs> that their middle names are over the top so in the last scene he, or the last episode he's like you've been sleeping with a fucking murderer <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like he just walks in and he's like oh my god <laughs> By the way, by the way, Martin Short's uh, uh, attire in both seasons, I need to be wearing it immediately. Like that purple uh, uh, trench coat, I you know, want it. I want it. I, I think it was like second episode. I was like, this is Graham and I like 60 years. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Steve Martin's even wearing a pork pie. Yeah, yeah. Oh God! This so is my future. when you when you go on to season two, don't don't think about her just being stoic and blank. Watch her facial expression. Watch her eyes. Watch like watch the emotions that she's conveying without like doing with very subtle. See, you say that, and I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to think back on like any time I watched in the first season, and I think it's just because I'm a, a hollow shell of a man asshole that it's like possible. I don't see that shit because I was like, I was watching it. She's got the RBF like none other the whole fucking time. And for those who don't know, RBF is resting bitch face. Not saying she's a bitch, it's just a common saying. That's fair. That's fair. I so, just... like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, eh, all right, I guess I'm the asshole. But, you are the you know, asshole. That's not, that's, it, that's that's not, not anything point. new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not news to me. Uh, anyway, I, I thought it was... I, I didn't if I may, think I'm going to interject. It. Oh, go ahead. 
one th- you you asked me like shit that I really liked. I did I didn't know what to expect when I first went in because I was like, what is this show even fucking about? Like that was the nice thing is I did go in knowing almost absolutely nothing about it. Like nothing was spoiled for me. Not even like the story. I think the only thing I really knew is you told me you were like, oh, it's about a dude who's a, like a washed up director and another one's a washed up actor. It's a hard like, oh, show okay, to explain. Kinda... It's a hard show to like yeah. just say what it's about. It, it's it, so I think that's but the a good way to pitch it to people is like they'll just go in without knowing anything. But the framing device of them making their own podcast to solve this murder, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. That's really fun. Yeah. And, like, Martin Short being obsessed about getting, like, every little detail recorded mm-hmm. was hysterical. Like, that that I really enjoyed. Yes. I was like, oh, the neuroses, I get that. I love his um, little body movements where he'll pull out his his phone and, like, tap the, the, the microphone and say, okay, yes, say that again and with a little more oeuvre. Yeah. <laughs> he'll just, yeah, he's like, can you say that again? He'll just, he'll just like, throw for out some season. random things. <laughs> or, like, he'll pop out with the microphone. Okay, again, and I want you to do it uh, more passionately. More passionately. Thank you. Go, go, action. He's, he's say, a fucking mouse. What microphone is he using? His furry cat is bigger than him. <laughs> the, the, the fucking wind frame. For those who don't know, the furry cat is like, when you look at a, a, a boom microphone, uh, boom a microphone on a boom pole and at the end you've got this like giant cylindrical yeah. thing that looks like it's just a <laughs> bunch of like wet hair it's a wind blocker it's supposed to you know help capture just the voice and block out any excess wind or air air movement so you're capturing exactly what you need they call it like the dead cat or furry cat whatever and martin short is carrying around this like comically large <laughs> fucking dead cat the whole goddamn time like what the fuck is he using <laughs> <laughs> He he talks about like the rental houses. And he's inside the whole time, so there's no fucking wind. Yeah, he talks about he's always talking about like the rental houses he has to return to. Um, yeah, and it, it's like, well, obviously it's New York, so you know it's east it's east of Hollywood, so he has access to great film uh, microphones. But why? Yeah, why like... does he need that much? Like he he talks about like we need like all this expensive equipment. But you don't. But in know. the end, it's Steve Martin who takes down the killer with an iPhone recording. With an iPhone recording, like they all they need are their phones and maybe like a, a, a two hundred and fifty dollar like boom mic that they could buy off the internet that would pick out pick uh, pick up better sound like from a distance, like easy, very cheap. And then when he goes to Nathan Lane, is like. I need $45,000. I'm like, well, of that course, I feel like was to pay for his rent and his lifestyle. That, 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 yeah. He, you know, that fucker's embezzling. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> absolutely embezzling. He should, that he check, should go to he jail. cashed that check. Yeah. That, that, that check from Angel. Oh, yeah. He cashed Oh, that we need sure. to talk about season two, uh, soon because the end of season two is, uh, wonderful and lovely. And I, I'm so excited <laughs> for what they do in season three because I it, it, it's and it's been renewed open it is open fucking field open fucking fields for them they it, open season yeah they could go any direction they left it so open I have literally no idea where they could go next see I'm like all right they solved the one murder that happened the two murders that happened in the building so it's like what else are they gonna do so I don't even know where they're going for the second season, but that's not the point. Yeah, I'm just saying I did like the framing device 
of the podcast, and I thought that was a very unique and contemporary way of telling the story. Yeah, very unique. Excuse me. That kept it very fresh. So that was that was fun. It almost makes me wish, and I'm surprised they haven't done this yet. Is like released a like the hyper reality podcast for the show. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Sorry, repeat that. I zoned off for just like five seconds. <laughs> Pothole. Uh, I wish they would release the like a hyper reality, um, which is like an item from a show, like a you know, it's it's something from a, a TV show or a movie that you can make exist in real life. Okay, yeah. So, like, it, I kind of wish they would release like maybe like an eight to ten episode like actual podcast that is the actual one they made of only murders in the building yeah that, so i bet actual podcast. i bet that they will do that they, the show is that popular that i bet somebody else has suggested it and um and if not they should have like that's it's a great idea and i i think in, i even i thought about it while watching the show i was like i bet they could market this so well if they just took a lot of the stuff that they already did in the show and just like spun it into uh yeah. uh that um yeah, I think that would be great. I think they could make a lot of money off of that. Uh, market, marketer, marketing department for uh, uh, Hulu, I think, makes the show. Like, hey, heads up. Um, which because they're fucking listening to our bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Which is Hulu is owned by Disney, so Disney owns everything. Exactly. Is the is the um, answer to that? My uh, my Hulu has commercials, and all I got to see was previews for that Pinocchio, which we've already discussed. Yeah. But was it the hot Pinocchio? No. No, it was not. Okay. Thank you for asking. Uh, and I'll appreciate you should never ask that question yeah. ever again. So I'm going to suggest... I'm going to suggest something, Graham. I have an idea for, you know, on the topic of podcasts. But at first... I am about to make my third drink, and I've only seen you smoke twice this evening, so I feel like we're kind of on different levels here. I pregame, sir. Me. But. You think I didn't? Fair enough. Fair enough. What are you? What Come do on. you ask of me? Humble. Humble, sir. Humble my ass. I've never been humble in my life. Oh, I know. I was just uh, trying to be nice. Yeah, well, keep trying. But I think you showed me in the pregame, or maybe you put it on camera, but you've got a, a selection of weed like you're not just rocking one strain you're walking uh you're walking a quad you're walking a couple what do you what do you what are you walking right now and i'm gonna stop saying walking yeah um well i got this lovely little weed tray and i got it did look like a nice tray a few assortments here. So we're looking at a nice polished mahogany yeah. tray. Yeah, it's beautiful. Nice layers going on. And did your brother make that for you? No, he didn't. But uh, I, I did ask him. I, did, he, I, I, I asked him if he would make one of these, and he was like, "Hmm, maybe, maybe someday." But I found this uh, at it, the local weed shop. It is of nice craftsmanship. I would yeah. believe that your brother made that. I, he makes some good yeah. stuff. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm basically getting it so that I can encourage him to take a look at it and, and what a, what a wonderful brother and influence you are. Yes. Um, so 
over in this corner, we got some pink Kush from. And in this corner, oh, weighing yeah. 225 grams, we got the pink Kush. Pink Kush over in that corner. Um, bring that up a little bit. Down here in this corner, we got the sage and sour. This one sage tastes sour. pretty damn dank. It's like first they're sweet. This is actually then they're sour. This is actually one of the tastiest strains I've ever smoked. And that's saying something. Like usually they kind of just taste the same, but this one. Oh, oh marron. And up here in the uh, says the fucking dude who can't tell the difference between vodka and gin. I God, you know I what? I so just right I now. have a different I have a different sensibility for tastes. You have a di- sensibility for alcohol. I have a better sensibility for marijuana. The simple facts in life. And uh, down in here, that uh, is it that? Oh yeah, we've already done that one. No, up, 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 up in this corner, is. yeah, there we go. This is the uh, Pacific OG. Uh, this the, one's pretty. The original good. gangsta of the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And so these mm-hmm. two are sativas, and this over here is an indica. So far, I've just been getting little pinches of all three and adding them together. But uh, if we're going to do a tasting... So what's the fucking point? Hold on, hold on. Now we're going to do a little smoking tasting. smoking the mutt of fucking weed. Exactly, exactly. Now, now fucking we'll weed do, cocktail. we will be doing a tasting. We'll start with the sage and sour. Loading up his bowl, folks. Look at him go. It does look quite delectable. It's got a. That. Like, it was, it's it got a strange. wonderful uh, uh, texture to it, and the camera can't really see it. But um, how's the bouquet? Oh my! Oh, not <laughs> not to repeat myself, but oh my god! <laughs> my god, sir, you're hard. I. It's a. It's a humble seven. I was going to say I was going to hard 420, but, you know, whatever. The sage and sour. He's in his nice, clean bong. Look at that. His bong is even clean, too. We're going to at least believe it's clean. For people who are listening, you're going to believe it's clean, because you're not going to be able to see what it looks like. Oh. That sounded like a good hit. How'd that do for you? Oh, yeah. That's that's weed. That's weed? <laughs> well, that's good. You're not smoking angel dust over there, so you know what? This isn't Drunk Thoughts and Angel Dust Answers. So that was the Sage and Sour. Uh, I'm immediately getting a a head rush. I'm excited to smoke the next one uh, because, as you all know, sativa, or as the educated will know, sativa is more like coffee than it is uh, a a drug. It's a pick-me-up. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know. There's the indica you go into bed. That's a really great way of, of putting it. Is that is that something you, you learned at the old frat house? Hmm? That's my mnemonic device that I developed. I like that. And I think it's from you from when we smoked the fucking dabs. And I think they were indicas because I immediately went into bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck this noise. <laughs> like, not only was the world spinning, but my head was spinning in an opposite direction. So it was like a gyroscope kind of effect. Mm-hmm. And I did not appreciate it one bit. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Up next is the uh, Pacific OG, also a sativa. So I'm gonna go up, up, Dune. <laughs> 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 oh, 
He's gonna go up, up, and then Timothy Chalamet. Callback. I have to admit, I really appreciate you doing it right next to the mic, so we can get a nice sound recorded. Like that's that's really doing it for me. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Mm. How's that one? How's the Pacific OG? Uh, yep. That's what would you say is the biggest difference between the two? Uh, the the flavor, the sage and sour. Like, it actually has like a like a sweet kind of like um the way that mint, like, kind of gets cold okay. in the back of your mouth, does the same sort of effect there. And the Pacific OG is very very kind of normal weed flavor you know much closer to what you would ex- what you would expect but it's it's got kind Us of a with the unrefined weed taste is what you're yeah to. but if you're right. looking for something specific it does kind of uh, uh have like that um i'm trying to describe the flavor of a beach you know that weird like a little salty yeah a little yeah warm yeah Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, Graham. Graham. Okay. Okay, Graham. Graham. Okay. Now the last one up gonna... is Pink Kush. You can come back Dune. I can't come back Dune. Bring it on Dune. Yeah. Yes. Get Dune with it. Jump on it. Oh, no. Awkward silence while he packs while his ball. While you are Awkward not silence. vamping, sir. I know. I was trying to vamp and was trying to think of something, but by the way, for those who are curious, the drink I just made was it was it's supposed to be a vodka tonic with cranberry juice. But this cranberry juice tastes like it has some apple in it. Which is fucking weird. <laughs> like the color is way more not red than you would expect from cranberry juice. I, I think I, you know, like, I think the label's fucking wrong. Like, I think this is Cran Apple, and it's just got a cranberry label on it. It's kind of kind of weird. And I say that not only because of my tastes, but I uh, had a friend over recently and made her a Cosmopolitan, and even she was like, huh, this tastes different. A Cosmopolitan, uh, at least the, the doubles that I make her, because she's, you know, she drinks much as much as I do. I, I kid. She's not that bad. Nobody's as bad as me. Um, but I still make her a double, you know, a nice uh, Cosmo that'll fill up one of these glasses. Has two ounces of cranberry juice. So what I made, I made her one of those with this bottle, and she goes, huh, that tastes weird and funny. So I'm thinking I got a fucking mislabeled bottle here. Hmm. It's, uh, it's a little strange, but, you know, I, I, I like cran apple, or... don't get me wrong. Or here, it just... this is a very real possibility. Uh, uh, artificial flavoring does not actually always taste like they say it does. One hundred percent juice, motherfucker. Ah, ah. I suck a dick. Have smoked a lot, and you have requested <laughs> I smoke once more. <laughs> And because of what I did to you last week, which I listened back to while recording and felt bad, 
Oh, you maybe chug margaritas? Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. fan-fucking-tastic. I laughed, but then I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get him back. And now that you've requested this, I feel that it is only right. You wanted to... You you presented me with the idea of, like, smoking... Go with it! Like... Go with it! I'm presenting you as the villain! <laughs> the listeners don't need any reassurance there. I'm pretty sure I'm the antagonist of this podcast. <laughs> no doubts right. there. All right. Yes, Graham. Smoke all the fucking so herb in the world. This... OD on marijuana for me. <laughs> oh man, if only it were possible. The yeah, no kidding. Final one on our list here is an indica. Now, some would argue that sativas and indicas are two different drugs. Practically, they just look the same. I would tend to agree because the way indicas make me feel, uh, they absolutely make me feel way different than sativas do sativa never makes me tired never you know uh uh makes me lazy i always have to feel the need to do something and whereas indica smoke the weed indica shuts me down so without further ado cory i will smoke this I... fine pink kush Smoke your fine pink kush. Yeah, I like that shit. Smoke it, 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 pull the choke. Yeah, yeah. Now hold it. Hold it, Graham. Don't be a pussy. Hold it, hold it. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't you fucking do it. Okay, you're good. Can we get a drum roll? And the verdict is... Yeah, I'm yeah. high. <laughs> Finally. Fucked you me up. <laughs> All right, tell you what. Tell you Jesus what. Tell you Christ. what. You see how much I got left here? <laughs> Three bowls in ten minutes. My man. <laughs> I will, I will, I'm going to finish this in honor of my buddy here. I will finish this for him. Handle your intoxicants, folks. Handle your Remember, intoxicants. Remember, drunk thoughts and high opinions is recorded in the safety of our own homes. We are not doing this remotely. Well, we're doing it remotely together, but we're in our own homes, not doing shit. I'm pretty sure Graham and I are going to do the same thing after this and it's going to go watch TV. So handle your fucking high, kids. Don't do something stupid. Yeah, that's the basic message of this show. Handle your high. Oh, so that's the fucking moral of the story. Okay. Shit. Sure, that's what we'll tell people. That's the, the verdict we're going with, and we're sticking to it. <coughs> so we've we've talked about Final Fantasy thirteen. Meh. We were talking about only murders in the building, hmm. and uh, I again I really dug the idea of, of how they framed that with a podcast. I thought that was very contemporary and new, and it kind of got me thinking, you know, because these the three characters how they come together is their love of uh, a single podcast or a, a variety, a genre, so to speak, a true crime. But they're all listening to the same true crime podcast at the beginning and so they decided to create their own and i think that kind of rang true with drunk thoughts and high opinions because i feel like you and i are um inspired you know by many a podcast so i was like graham on our podcast have we talked about other podcasts well that's not typically done uh that's i i've heard that it's almost a um Taboo. taboo to talk about other podcasts well f 
guess fucking what? We're doing it. Fucker. All right. Yeah. Well, we are drunk. We are high. Why not? Well, you're drunk. I'm high. As far as you know. Have you, you been, doing, Sailor? Have you been taking gummies? I have not. I haven't been able to find them yet. It's a work in progress. Soon we're gonna reverse the roles, folks. It's spoilers. We're gonna we're gonna do an episode where we uh, reverse everything, and and you're in for a real treat there because I am a piece of shit when I'm high. You think I'm bad while I'm drunk? Find me high, and it's pretty fucking boring to be honest. So yeah. anyway, moving on. Uh, so Graham, I tasked you before the podcast, a little peek behind the curtains, to choose your th- top three favorite. Give me one of those three. It doesn't have to be the first, second, or third in any order. Just give me one of your top three, and then I'll talk about one of mine, and we'll just go back and forth until we feel like shutting the fuck up. All right. All right. All right, Corey. Corey, all right. All right, Corey. All right. Corey, all right. Deal. Deal. One of my top three podcasts. <laughs> you so high right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I feel like I need to slam a beer and get on your level or something. <laughs> Fuck your high. <laughs> Alright, tell you what, tell you what, I'm gonna I, I I'm not gonna slam a summer shanty, but I'm gonna double fist. How's that sound? Do it. Alright. And you better not cut any of that. I'm not. Okay, okay. So, one of the three podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis that I always listen to a new episode is Office Ladies. Because uh, I love The Office, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, those two those two ladies are just so nice and wonderful. And you, sometimes you... Which two ladies? Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher, who played Angela and Pam on the show and they're besties in real life and they are just so warm and nice and uh listening to it makes you feel the same and so i always like to listen to it especially on drives and and stuff and uh i always like going and watching an episode the episode afterwards you know oftentimes um uh, oftentimes when i haven't been watching the office i will watch an, an, or listen to an episode and then pick up where that episode is and just watch to the end of the series. They're close to the end now. I've watched <laughs> the last few seasons a few times now and I'm starting to realize the mistake of what I used to think of the show. I used to prefer the last two seasons and now I'm, I'm realizing why everybody was right about the preceding seven. They're still better than everybody says, but I was wrong. It's like third Final Fantasy thirteen. It's not yeah. you know it's still the office. It's still good. It just maybe not be the highlight sure. seasons. It's not the best seasons sure. if you had to rank them. That's it's a, just not that's a, know, that, the, the upper echelon. That's a reach, Corey, but sure. That's a reach. But sure. I'm trying to tie it together, bitch. <laughs> Go with it. Uh, what about you, Corey? What's one of your top threes? Hmm. Well, you brought up a rewatch <clears throat> podcast. So Office Ladies, they watch an episode and talk about it. 
I'm guessing it's kind of like a commentary track almost where they, you know, kind of break down the episode and they discuss various elements that the average viewer probably wouldn't be aware yeah, of. Is that and then a they, fair assumption? I've never listened to that. Sometimes obviously. they'll get obsessed uh, with like little details like, oh, the plants are changing on Pam's desk from episode to episode. Why are the plants changing? You know, uh, uh, they'll get obsessed oh, with... Oh, they the, put on continuity of hers no, so they're fucking, they're shitting on the script supervisor? No, no. Or they're trying to figure out because it almost actually tells a story. There's a story with the flowers they've realized uh, as it goes through. And it, they realize that the, the production... No, there's no, not. The production design was doing something was was just like having doing like this plant of the week they just realized it they were like oh pam was doing a plant of the week program uh okay and that makes sense um it was just a really subtle detail about her it another thing that really like livens the show uh anyway fuck where so what were we in... talking about <laughs> <laughs> you asked me my favorite podcast, and yeah, I was trying to tie yeah. it together so to one of mine. They, they get obsessed with stuff, and and uh, and so, why do you ask? <laughs> Go back to, do me a favor, drink some of your Lacroix, because man, are you fucking high? <laughs> I'm out. I have to get another one. Well, go get another one while I vamp to the kids. Oh God, you're impossible. Stay hydrated. Bye, Graham. Well, while Graham is grabbing another LaCroix, maybe we can get a sponsor by them. That'd be awesome. It won't happen. My One of my favorite podcasts, kids, is the... And I, I don't keep up with it nearly enough because my life just doesn't accommodate it as much. But I am a huge fan of the Scrubs Rewatch podcast. Graham just joined us again, so I'm going to repeat that. I'm a big fan of the Scrubs Rewatch podcast, also known as Fake Doctors, Real Friends. This one has the two stars of Scrubs, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, who played uh, JD and uh, Chris Turk, respectively, on the show. And I think the best and worst part of this podcast is they each episode of the podcast is an hour and a half. Mind you, they are going episode by episode through the entire series. And each television episode is about 22 minutes, give or take. And they they spend so much time just talking about other bullshit. They barely talk about every episode. They they hint on it. They reference it. Like, oh, I loved it when this happened and this happened. And they summarize the episode. The Donna Faison does a great job, like, deep diving into, like, the psyche of like the the moral of the episode and what it all means and stuff he does a great little like 30 second summary but fuck is it just entertaining to hear these two guys because it's really just like office ladies i'm sure you can hear how this friendship blossomed in the show and is now just stronger than ever 20 years after the show aired yeah where zach and donald are just thick as thieves they love each other to death, and they just have so much fun. And I just thought that was a super cool element. I, first of all, I love that aspect of the show in the <clears> sense that, like, you knew these guys hung out outside of Scrub. They weren't just on-screen best friends. They were real-life best friends. And you can hear that every time they talk. And they've also done a really good job. They've incorporated their producers. So normally they're, uh, you know, the jo- uh, Joelle and uh, Daniel are off, you know, and they only come in 
Like they only speak when spoken yeah. to kind of thing, but yeah. they've now included this. So now it's almost like a four person podcast. And then they bring in like a guest star or a guest person, uh, you know, a, a listener every week to ask questions. They started bringing in guests, like other people, part of the show and just reminiscing. And yeah, you get to learn some really cool shit about the show. So it's just, I, I listen to it when I can, but it's few and far between. Cause I just don't have the time to, to listen to podcasts relentlessly. Yeah. So I was, I was like, I think they're in season six right now of the show, and I'm in like season three on the episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm wicked far behind, like two years almost. It's and it's funny too because they'll reference real world shit, and I'm like, wait, what? That was like two years? Oh, I'm far behind. Fuck. Yeah. Like, oh, do you hear this new? Like, have you heard about this new thing? It's like it's like COVID nineteen. What the fuck is that? And I was like, oh god damn it! <laughs> like we're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> So, but the podcast is just super well done. You know, I love hearing these guys just chit chat because you can just tell they're best friends and they miss each other each day. And then there's just the little things like, and I don't mean to bash it, but it just is one of those like, it doesn't make sense, but gives me hope for the future that 40s 40s something Zach Braff is dating 20 something Florence Pugh. They've broken up. Did they? Ooh, so there's a chance. There is a chance, but don't... So you're saying Zach Braff is single. But don't tell your girlfriend. I was talking about Zach Braff. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I see. Oh, you're... Oh, oh. (laughs) You took that in the wrong context. Forgive me. (laughs) But but it was still... So Again, I'm not caught up on this. But it's fun because you'll hear Florence in the background pop in once in a while. And like for those who don't know... She has one of those, like, thick British accents. So it's just hysterical to hear her, like, natural accent versus, you know, like, what you heard in maybe Black Widow mm-hmm. or um, mid, what, uh, Midsummer. Midsummer, yeah. Is that the, yeah, Midsummer, Or even the, the previews for Don't Worry Darling, the new movie that's coming out from Olivia Wilde, like, that she stars in with Harry Styles and Chris Pine. Um, so that's just fun. Or... This show has, and I, I, I am not ashamed to admit it, like, the best fucking sh- music, intro music of all time. I love her little piano ditty, don't get me wrong, but it's nice stock music. This one has a custom intro. It is far and away the best intro music to any podcast out there. Yeah. I will fight you tooth and nail on that every night. Well, speaking of intro me- uh, good intro music, the next one on my list... I think has Christ, a bad really this. has a way better. No matter what it is, I think it has a way better uh, uh, intro song. If you say "Speaking of" one more time, I'm gonna punch you through a. Spot. Fine. Do you want me to repeat that and then I'll cut it out and do a new one? No, we're done now. We're we're in the thick of it. I'm just warning you. Then for the rest right, of the, then. the next half hour, you say "Speaking of" <laughs> and you move on to the next subject. You will get punched in the eyeball. On the so, subject, Grant, why don't you tell us about your next podcast? <laughs> On the subject, no, you don't get a cut point. You do not get a cut point. There. Fuck you! <laughs> I heard that awkward silence, and you do not get a cut point. You leave this shit in so the viewers know you are under threat, sir, under threat of death, that you will not fuck up this podcast again. <laughs> With your speaking of, Christ, you high asshole. You're the one who told me to fucking smoke three bowls in a row. I didn't tell you to do shit. I said compare them. 
You didn't have to do it back to back or bowl to bowl. <laughs> That's your fault for interpreting shit. I was expecting we were gonna do it a little differently. <laughs> one at That's the be- what she one, said. Of, one at the beginning of the show, one at the middle, one at the end. That would have been a brilliant idea, but you were like, "I'm gonna smoke these three bowls back to back." We were already forty minutes in. We were like, "Well, that's because you took forever to make a point on Final Fantasy 13." But anywhoozle, tell us about your next podcast. Move this shit along. I got shit to do in the morning, so talk. The next one on my list is uh, James Stephanie Sterling's Podquisition, which uh, talks about video games and video game news. Uh, but it also, uh, often, it, it just kind of talks, uh, it's, ah, pfft. the hosts' lives. They talk about their lives a lot. And they're, uh, they're people that I enjoy and follow. And they're funny. And, uh, uh, hearing their complaints is actually quite enjoyable. That's what I'm hoping from this show is that some people will actually take enjoyance from just us be like blathering on because that's kind of what that show is. It's just them blathering on about video games and then they talk about video game news. And uh, they they're actually video game journalists. Uh it's James Stephanie Sterling, uh uh Laura Kate and um uh Conrad Zimmerman. And they're all, like, video game journalists and writers and uh, YouTube uh, creators and, and content creators. And Where do they publish their writings? Like, what publication do they work for? Uh, they, uh, Conrad and uh, uh, Jim Sterling used to work for uh, The Escapist. And then they both went freelance because back in like 2013, 2014, the escapist uh, like changed hands and was really shitty. And so they went freelance, and so they've been freelance journalists ever since and do quite well for themselves. And uh, uh, Laura Kate is um, I'm I'm forgetting her last name. I just know her as Laura Kate. Uh, is a, a writer and content creator, uh, freelance, um, and they all they all uh, uh, are supported through, um, what is it called? That thing that you can just set up and get, uh, and people Patreon. Patreon. That's it. Yeah, they're all supported through Patreon. Which, if we get enough followers, maybe we should fucking think about that. But we have, like, what, three? <laughs> I think it went to two after this past couple minutes. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm uh, cutting that. Don't worry. I'm cutting <laughs> all of that. No, we got to hear your podcast ramble. Uh, I am so high. My so God. my next, uh, yes... Yes, you are. So we're just going to keep moving on. Um, you've shown me uh, Sterling. What's her What's her name now? Not Jim, because their their name was Jim. James Stephanie Stephanie Sterling. J- Stephanie Sterling. They they're yeah. You you show me their uh, their stuff in the past, and I'm personally not a fan. So 
uh, don't have really a whole lot to comment on that. You know, if you got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So I'm going to keep moving on. My next one I'm going to mention, because my last one I think will be a tie. I have two in my head, but uh, I'll talk about that later. But the next one, and this is the one I listen to daily, uh, is the Ralph Report. Uh, this is probably far and away my favorite podcast. It's the one I listen to most frequently because they put out a daily podcast, Monday through Friday, is something new. It's hosted by former radio DJ Ralph Garman out of uh, Los Angeles and his uh, stand-up comedian friend Eddie Pence. And they take an hour and change to just bring you various segments of various hilarity, as well as Ralph does a really good job reporting the news, telling you kind of like what's going on in the entertainment world, uh, if there's anything big going on. And he will also does like some of the segments that I really enjoy. Like he does a deep dive into history and tells you like who was born and or died on each day. So you can kind of deep dive and you're like, Oh, you know, this, on this day, this person died and this is what they were known for. And you're like, Oh shit. Like that person invented like the paper clip. I never knew that. So just little bits of trivia that really mean nothing in the long run, but you're just, it's, it's just kind of interesting to hear. Cause you just don't think about that kind of shit on a daily basis or ever in your life. So you to sort of hear it like, Oh, this person invented the mechanical pencil or the, uh, you know, Oh, this person founded Jose Cuervo tequila. And you're like, Oh shit. Like, cool. That's interesting. Uh, his co-host Eddie is uh, a unique individual. He's a stand-up comedian, nice guy. He is a very picky eater. So they like daily will ask him, will he eat various things and or shove it up his ass? Which is just a question that I think everybody needs to ask themselves when they think about new foods. Will they eat it or shove it up their ass? You know, you never know. So, uh, little side note, little personal plug. He he is a really nice dude. I've uh, hung out with Eddie. He uh, he came to Washington C D Washington D.C. a couple years ago and did a comedy special, uh, and I helped him film it. So if you've ever seen the Eddie Pence unspecial comedy special. Uh, I was his profile camera operator for uh, the three shows that he recorded. So that was fun, like being a part of that and getting to know the guy and realizing like how he, you know, that he doesn't have a persona. He's not trying to like put on an act. Like it's just him and Ralph chit-chatting every day. And that's really what helped me, like it kind of inspires me with this podcast is just you and, you know, two friends just chit-chatting, just shooting the shit, talking about random things here and there. So, uh, yeah, it, it does. He's also on Patreon, Ralph. Uh, to get his podcast, you have to pay. It's a minimum of three dollars a month to get his full podcast, which breaks down to pennies a day. Uh, but quickly, maybe realize how much money can be made from podcasts when you think about it. When you've got five thousand people, excuse me, listening. Five thousand people, I think he has approximately listening. Maybe six thousand at this point, but not a lot. Like when you think about that number in the grand scheme of things, six thousand people listening is not a lot, big number, but each person paying an average to five to ten dollars because he has tiers. Mm-hmm. You can do three, five, ten, yeah. or twenty dollars a month. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, and there's like probably a hundred people doing the twenty dollars thing. Oh, there's at more. least like it's insanity. Yeah, at least, and so you just think about like the sheer number of people because there's actually there would be a lot of people who would just do the. Th- three dollar one or one dollar yeah three dollars just i do the three dollar yeah. because i used to do the five 
but the biggest and the only thing that the five dollar gets you that the three dollars uh so every monday they um so as i mentioned every episode they talk about a food will eddie eat or shove up his ass a certain food on mondays they put it to the test where Al ralph will bring in a food and give it to eddie to eat mm-hmm. And or shove up his ass. He usually eats it. Actually, 100% of the time he eats it. We have yet to see Eddie shove anything up his ass. Well. It's coming like a freight train, I'm sure. I'm sure I hope but, that never changes. <laughs> but he, he does. And like it is kind of fun because, like, he's such a stubborn eater. Uh, a stubborn dude when it comes to food. Like, it's a joke that all he eats are chicken nuggets. Microwave chicken nuggets. Yeah. But sometimes Ralph will bring in something. He goes, holy <clears throat> shit, this is really good. Or other times he goes, this is fucking disgusting. Why am I eating this? Why am I putting this in my mouth? Yeah. Like, I think the funniest one was uh, Rocky Mo- Rocky Mountain Oysters, which, if you don't know, are testicles. So they ate that on air. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, well, I find so, it... So, so the, you get the video version yeah. of that if you pay between the 3 and the $5 uh, no, no, uh, I get payment options. The 5 you can watch them do that segment. You can see him in real time put on the face. It's like... <gasps> But, then like ten ten dollars yeah. uh, gives you like closer access, and twenty dollars like you get to be a part of it or something like that, or you get to be like a ten dollars you get to be a part of on the weekends. They do happy hour where they'll do a show, but it's not like a show show. It's just them chit chatting. Yeah, and then twenty dollars like they just kind of they'll is and like then twenty dollars they do a live stream of one of the episodes. Oh, okay, so you can watch it being recorded in real time. Mm-hmm versus the next morning because they record the night yeah, before yeah that makes sense so yeah the rough report is uh definitely one of my more favorite podcasts he said setting up a segue <sighs> yeah i find it interesting that you are speaking of ralph garman uh because he happens to be a part of a podcast that is very near and dear to my heart and that is Hollywood Babylon. You know, I discovered Kevin Smith back when I was 16 and and he was like he was the one who inspired me to want to become a filmmaker. And then the next year I went on to to France and um while I was living in France, he was still kind of my, you know, attachment to the states. You know, he was like this thing, "Hey, I had just gotten into some sort of pop culture." And if you can call Kevin Smith pop culture, he's his own kind of. He's the pop culture king. Yeah, he's his own kind of pop culture. And so I. He is pop culture. I think he's got his finger on the pulse more than anybody else. Sure. And maybe not, maybe not in 27, (laughs) maybe not in 2016, 2017. But sure. Christ, that's so young. Um, And so. Fuck you with the big rusty. And so I listened to Hollywood Babylon religiously. I loved it. I always looked for new episodes. I was excited because I, I, it was my you know way of hearing. It's time to news. babble the fuck off. It was my news from from you know France about American bullshit, and I just you know it was an escape from being in France for an hour and a half, you know. And. So I that that show was really near and dear to me, and the first one I ever listened to was related to his working on Flash. I had never seen Flash, but Kevin, you're talking about Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith right? yeah. Kevin Smith had just directed an episode of Flash, but 
uh, he had talked a little bit about it online, and I, I it seemed really exciting. So I went and listened. I heard that he did a huge deep dive on an episode of Hollywood Babylon. So I went and listened to the episode, and ended up loving the show. And then from then on, I just listened to you know everything, and. <clears throat> So I would say that's my that's my third choice. You know, there's a lot of other office shows that I listen to and pod, Parks and Recreation re listens that I listen to, but I'm gonna pick that one as my third. Parks and Recollection. Parks and Recollection, and yeah, uh, Office Deep Dive, and 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 uh, Oral History of the Office, and all that shenanigans. But I think that I'd put those three. Babylon. Yeah, those three are the one are the ones. Okay. Okay. That tracks. I mean, Babylon, uh, don't get me wrong, is up there for me for a favorite podcast. Because, and, and it almost, you know, when we were trying to decide well, how to do this show, that was an inspiration in the sense that, like, so Ralph is almost a straight man in the sense that he comes with, like, news and segments and he prepares the show and he does a lot of work beforehand. And then Kevin just shows up high as balls and comments on it. And. I mean, I, that's, that's how I thought this show would news. go. Yeah, I, you know, I thought about like, do I want to do the work and prepare a show, and then like Graham just highly comment on it while I drink? I'm like, no, fuck that. Why should I do the work? So we're just we're just both winging it the whole time, and that I think works really well. <laughs> It'll get some kind of audience eventually. Um, yeah, the internet works. The inter- internet works that way. It'll it'll appeal to it's some mysterious. kind of people. I don't know. The Ralph Report has a dude that calls in. Uh, in Kansas City, uh, his name escapes me because I'm high as, or I'm drunk as shit yeah. right now, and you're high. Uh, but he's also high all the time, and so uh, Eric, uh, is it Eric? No, Eric from Kansas City, formerly of Clearwater. He's high all the time, and he's hilarious when he calls in. So I'm glad he would love our show. But anyway, point being, Babylon, uh, I love that show, but I get a lot of my Ralph fix from Ralph Report, and. And it's almost funny how I, I have to commend Ralph that he almost does two versions of himself. He does. He does two versions of himself when he does these shows. Like the Ralph Report, he's a little more straight. He's a little bit more a radio DJ. Like you could tell he's working mm-hmm. versus the Babylon. He's more just having fun. Sure. And yeah, he's still working yeah. and he still has done the prep well, work. He's drinking. He's having fun he's with drinking Kevin. while he's doing Babylon. But see, he at least once a week drinks during the Rafa. Well, sure. Yeah. During the, the live one that I mentioned yeah. earlier where the, uh, the, 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 the $20 tier members can watch. Yeah. He allows himself to drink during that as well. Cause he considers it a watch. Party. Sure. Yeah. He even has a whole little like, thing about it. So, but even then, like, even though he's drinking during that, you can still, like, hear a distinctable difference in his voice and his timbre and his personality between the two. Yet he's still very much Ralph Garman. And it's just hysterical. But I just, I have to commend him for being able to bounce between the two and keep them separate yet whole at the same time. And it's pretty funny when you hear a little bit of a crossover. Like, for instance, he was talking about Justin Bieber earlier this week. And he goes, eh, I don't like to cross the streams too much between Babylon. But, I, I you know, I, I'm talking about Justin Bieber so I have to play this. And he plays the Justin Bieber as a cunt theme, and it's hilarious. Yeah. So. Anyway, I do enjoy Babylon. Uh, but for my, you know, and I would say it's probably f- f- fifth on my list because I'm going to give you a tiebreaker for three. Um, the tiebreaker is between Fat Man Beyond, 
which is also with Kevin Smith and a gentleman named Mark Bernard, and I'll talk about that in a second, as well as uh, GameScoop from IGN. Um, hmm. I haven't watched GameScoop in a while, but I remember I loved it for a couple of years. It's ho- It was hosted by a guy named Damon Hatfield. This is from IGN, um, a quote-unquote reputable news source of video games and entertainment. Yeah. I say quote-unquote because they always kind of seem to be a little behind on the ball with their news. and Like us. Like, fair. <laughs> we also take a week to edit our shit. And... So, like, okay, we're releasing this on the, let's see, that's going to be the 16th. The Queen just died. That's how contemporary yeah, we are. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, but the game scoop I liked because, and I'll just keep it brief because it is a brief thing, but I, I liked... So IGN has like six different podcasts that cover different things. So like there's an Xbox podcast and a Nintendo podcast, a PlayStation podcast, a movies podcast, a Game of Thrones. They had a Game of Thrones podcast specifically for Game of Thrones. They were very isolated. I liked GameScoop because Damon did a great job. First of all, he's a, he was just a fantastic host. Uh, but then they would cover everything. And I like that. I like having... All the news kind of bundled together. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that I had to listen to three different podcasts to get the news. I get that, yeah. They would be like, let's pick out the cherry best news that's going on and, and talk about that. And then it was also, it was a podcast, but there was a live video version, just like what we do, where you could watch them and, and see them interact with each other. And it was always him, as well as three other folks from IGN. So there was always different opinions and people from different walks of life and different people, you know, people who enjoy different styles of games. So I love just getting those different opinions from people. And then you'd always keep it fun too, with little things like uh, video game, 20 questions where he would have the name of an old school game. And the, the, uh, the other hosts had 20 questions to figure out what game, which I thought was just a fun little thing. So anyway, fun little show. If it's still going on, I just really enjoyed that back in the day. But the other one on that list was a uh, fat man beyond formerly uh, fat man known as, uh, what was it used to be called? Fat, Fat Man on Batman? Fat Man on Batman, yeah. And then there was uh, legal trouble with DC. Well, it was that. And then, well, Kevin's not so fat anymore. Yeah, so yeah, killed, yeah, yeah. But the DC thing was but, probably more viable. But anyway, that is... Um, but it's called Fat Man Beyond. But Because he's beyond being fat. What? Oh, my God. That was always my interpretation. Was he is now beyond being a fat guy. Okay, 10th grade symbolism class. Hey man, I'm shallow as a fucking kiddie pool. But, so this one is Kevin Smith, renowned filmmaker, at least in this podcast. Sure. (laughs) And um, a guy named Mark Bernardin. And they do this podcast either live at a, uh, a bar in Los Angeles known as Scum and Villainy. Or they do it virtually. And I love this podcast because, again, it's the same idea. Like, Kevin, God bless the dude for figuring out a way to work without working. Because all that dude does is smoke and then show up high and gets paid for it. Because he doesn't do a lick of work beforehand. And I'm not trying to belittle the dude, but, like, he's just, he's figured out the fucking formula. Because... You know, just like in Babylon, where you have Ralph is the straight man who gives you the news and how much Justin Bieber is a cunt and whatnot. And forgive my French, uh, mom, if you're listening. 
he goes into Fat Man Beyond where he's like, I don't want to say oblivious, but he doesn't do like a whole lot of prep and it's obvious in the best way possible. But Mark preps news and he talks about video game, not so much video game, but like comic news and movie news and entertainment news. Mark was a writer for the Hollywood reporter for a number of years. And now he's a writer for, you know, himself as well as uh, various TV shows, films, and most recently video games. They just announced a game today which is uh, September 9th uh, for Disney Plus, a World War II Captain America Black Panther video game. Ooh, that sounds fun. That he helps write on. And guess who's directing it? Who? Amy Henning. Who is Amy Henning? What has she done? She is responsible for the Uncharted games. Oh, well, that's exciting. If my memory serves. <laughs> she can do whatever she pleases. Do me a favor and fact check that before we publish this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a very big name in the video game world as a director. And so the fact that he, Mark, got to work with Amy and create a narrative game based on Captain America and Black Panther is fantastic. Because Mark, you know, Mark is a, a black man. And they commented that frequently. Not frequently, but they do make mention of it once in a while on Fat Man Beyond and make uh, make jokes of it and I, but i can't it's nice to have the diverse opinion from that lifestyle plus he's a man who grew up in new york city and he's a writer and he's a really good fucking writer yeah he is i've read so, some of his stuff and he he's really good genius is one of his comic books uh, adora in the distance was recently nominated for an eisner like his work is phenomenal from that aspect and then but I'm, I'm also just, I love his opinions on things because he really deep dives uniquely into stories and really makes you question, like, was this good? What would, you know, what was the point? What was the character driving at? Where's the yeah. story driving? He really, like, you know, I, I'll, I'll watch a Marvel movie and just be like, this is fun, colors, yeah. lights, superpowers, yeah. And he's like, but why? Yeah, he's... And you're like, oh, shit. He's maybe why? not, he's maybe not as, uh, like crazy as alan moore or neil gaiman but he's definitely like got a strong vision when it comes to his writing and mm -hmm. wields that and i respect the hell out of him yes. yeah i i love hearing him and make takes on uh on on uh anything really just you know the fact that he he has such strong opinions and it's it's not always a good one like he gets bashed so much online after almost every episode of fat maybe young because like oh mark bernard shits on this but if you listen to the episode he's not shitting on it he's just kind of questioning people will real complain about, about anything half the time they haven't even yeah listened. the internet trolls half the time it. they haven't even listened to the episode they just know oh, it's more than well, half yeah most of the time they just know that he complained in the past about something and so this thing came this episode comes out and they're like oh i bet that he didn't like this they choose to believe oh i that this person did not like this because i liked it or whatever yeah. or i didn't like it or so i'm gonna project that onto them whatever feeling these people have they'll do it and then and he gets the butt end of that it's a lot. toxic like yeah. none other but I, I love hearing his opinion because it makes me think more critically about the things that I yeah. love. You know, because I, I, again, 
I like being spoon-fed shit. I like the shallow end of the the, the kiddie pool. I like to just be entertained when I'm watching TV. I yeah. don't like to think too deeply. With this, with the rare exception, like I do like the the occasional Chris Nolan movie that's yeah. like, holy shit, you just blew my mind. Well, but if you if you like your occasional Chris Nolan film, then shall I once again pit, pitch to you the leftovers? Because the no. leftovers is no a no. long Chris Nolan film. Yeah, Nolan's films are long enough. Thank you. It, it, anyway, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It, okay, okay. How about I say this? Speaking it, of the leftovers, no, no, no. About, I think we need to over this way before I turn left. The leftovers is to say long Chris Nolan film. Yeah, you're not selling it, but but better. Nah, I doubt that very much. Oh, it's way better. Trust me. Yeah, no. A long Chris Nolan film was like Westworld season one. Yeah, sure. And that was better. But I'm not going to commit to leftovers. <sighs> sad. It's very sad. It's the it's the greatest. Hey, did you show. ever finish Avatar? Uh, I got to the end of or halfway through season two. Yeah, get fucked. You can't even get through a kid's show, and you're asking me to watch the leftovers. It's a kid's show. I'm older. It's harder to commit to. Don't care. Still a great show get to it especially because the like season the the latter half of season two and the season three are it, it only gets better fine my next day off i'll binge the entire thing happy next day off you got what do you do you fuck i you have do work shit. to do now classes started uh-huh. chop chop mm-hmm. any hoozle i'm giving you the evil stare man yeah, you do Meh. that. And I'm going to just finish talking about Fat Man Beyond. Meh. And just, all right. Meh. Well, how about we just end it there with a good old meow. Uh, Meh. So as previously mentioned before Graham's meow, it's meow meow. It's, uh, this has been a, another, God, another, another, Another episode of Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions, and we are now available where you find all your more quality, better produced, better listening, better looking podcasts. Where you don't have to look at but our we're still on those fucking same. mugs. Yeah, if you're sick of looking at our faces, but you still want to hear our voices, do check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Um... We might be on Stitcher soon. We'll see. I'm working on that. But if you can't find it there, you don't give a fuck. So If it isn't there, then I lied in a previous post I made in saying that it was available. Yeah, all... Graham actually posted. I want can we can we all just give a nice round of applause for Graham <sighs> for conquering social media and actually posting How how do you and do the fucking things again? Your Instagram story posts are hysterical. No, the, like, the applause Apple, on this. Spotify. And the, the applause in this thing. It doesn't record anyway. You have to put it in oh, post. fuck you. I, I, I have the file if you want fuck. it. I can send it to you. Okay. <laughs> but. Yeah, so check us out uh, on those various platforms. Or you can continue to watch us here on YouTube. Uh, 
it's uh it's totally up to you but if you do enjoy us on any of those platforms go ahead and hit the old like and subscribe so we know that leave a comment or question a query uh if you're high leave an opinion if you're drunk leave a thought if you're drunk and high then well, handle your high handle it yeah handle your intoxications folks be safe Have do it at home it. like we do uh, we'll look forward to seeing you wonderful folks next week's episode of Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions and until then I am Koi Rokes and I've been your Drunk Thoughts and I'm Graham Stanieski and I have been your High Opinions <laughs> <laughs>